Hello and uh, welcome to the Rogue Sons podcast. The first episode titled A New Pod. We're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to talk about the Bad Batch because of the news that uh, there may be a Bad Batch series coming out. And we're going to talk about the book Master and Apprentice. And we're going to do another draft. So if you listen to episode zero, we did do a draft game that turned out pretty fun. Today we'll be drafting a Jedi Council made up of five members. So we're going to talk about the Bad Batch. I posted on the page uh, your required viewing, <laughs> which was season three, episode one and two, which is kind of like a backstory to the Bad Batch. It, it basically just explains what the Bad Batch is. And well, then one character that's in the episodes. That's true. It does have another character. It does have Echo in it. And uh, season seven, uh, right at the start. So episodes one to four are all about the Bad Batch, and they all feature this uh, group of four characters. And I just watched it for the first time. I yeah, thought it was think? awesome. I really yeah. enjoyed it. It's cool. Uh, the characters, I don't know if I... I don't know if I completely love one of them. My favorite is Echo, but he's only... Like, he's sort of part of it, but he's not... I feel like he'll be part of the show going forward, though. I don't know if that's... I, it's probably not known yet. I don't think anything is really known yet since Part of just, the Bad Batch? Yeah. I he, feel like he'll be in that. I know he definitely can be. You haven't yet watched the fourth episode, so it's a minor spoiler, but Echo does actually get invited to the Bad Batch. He could still be with them. And uh, we don't know exactly what they're going to do. Like, they might even join the Empire because this show starts, like, just after um, episode three. So after the Empire is created and, like... You know, clones are stormtroopers now, pretty much. Like, they're turning into storm, uh, stormtroopers. So the Bad Batch is going to go they're, bad? They're going to be bad, They're yeah. going to go evil. <laughs> okay. Good. Or, um, something that happened in an episode in Season 6 of The Clone Wars. Who was it? It was Fives, I believe. He had his, like, inhibitor chip removed from his brain so that Order 66 wouldn't affect him. He starts, like, going crazy, basically. And, yeah. Like, no one believes him about anything. Or, you know, he can't trust anyone, and he, he loses it at the end. And, yeah, it's really good. If they could do anything like that in this episode, like, maybe the first couple episodes are, like, the Bad Batch has removed their chips, or maybe maybe even theirs don't work properly because they're deformed stormtroopers, or clone troopers. Like, they, you know, they look different, and they, they're, they're not perfect stormtroopers. It's why they're called the yeah, Bad Batch. Yeah, they're, they're very defiant of their, like their basic mindset that all the other clones have like they're yeah. and they make sure to relate to everyone that they meet that they're not part of the clones they they yeah. really they keep themselves they outside separate themselves yeah, yeah. and i mean what which is, is a good thing for this show it, it could be very interesting having them separate because whether they're in the empire or not like they're going to be separate from the rest of the clones they're going to be like on the outside looking in at what's happening to the rest of the galaxy and the other clones and the jedi and everyone we don't know and maybe yeah they'll go around like trying to get help and no one will believe them or like i don't know the same kind of horror stuff that happens with fives all right so we're going to start talking about the backstory first so the first thing i have to mention about the backstory is i love 99 yeah, 99 is um, a very, very cool clone. He's like, he, he wants so much to be like the other clones, but he can't quite because of his, like, 
deformities. Like he reminds me of a lot of different characters in, in other things, too. I don't know. Have you seen 300 before? That's what I was thinking, too. He reminds yeah. me of the deformed <laughs> soldier in 300 who, I mean, is not a, really a good guy, but he gets thrown out, and all he wants to do is, you know, do his duty. He wants to be a soldier, and uh, obviously the uh, Leonidas doesn't, doesn't accept him, which is different because the clones... I feel like some clones are kind of joking around about him or, or even pity him, but uh, we see lots of positive interactions with them too. All right, um, so that was just more of a backstory. Um, it does give you some elements, and it's an awesome arc, and I yeah. really enjoyed watching it. So. is an excellent character, even though he's only in two episodes in all hopefully, of Star Wars. <laughs> hopefully you guys did your homework, like yeah. was posted <laughs> from Joe Castle. <laughs> I do like uh, I do like Hunter. I like the commander. Yeah, Rambo. Uh, he seems yeah, he's Rambo. <laughs> he's definitely Rambo. He's one hundred percent. He even kind of yeah, he's got a bandana with like a skull a red on it or something, bandana. right? Red they all bandana. have a skull somewhere. Yeah, and um, he has like a mullet kind of hair. It looked he's, yeah, he's Rambo. <laughs> Don't push it. He's Rambo. You heard it here first. <laughs> Don't push it. I'll give you a war you won't believe. <laughs> So we get that character. I like him. He's really cool. He's actually, I mean, he's kind of a like regular commander, but he definitely yeah. is looking after his guys. He cares a lot about uh, Clone Force 99, like yeah. the Bad Batch. He cares mm-hmm. a lot about them and he wants to make sure that they're doing well. And like, he takes charge like Rex does. Yeah. He steps in for his own guys. Like I said, I don't, I don't really necessarily like any of the characters like, like by themselves yet. I, I like would like Hunter to see. Tech. Uh, Wrecker is funny to me but i don't i don't know i'm not a big fan of wrecker i like i mean he's over the top i think that's the thing that pushes he's over the top which is okay but i feel like he's out of place i feel like he feels very cartoony to me yeah he doesn't feel real to me like he doesn't when he he's like ridiculously strong he lifts up a and what are they laat's i think the gunship flips it over yeah which is like insane I've been just justifying that in my head like he actually has cybernetics or something. Because he is also like nine feet tall or something. Yeah. He's massive too. Yeah, he's really So really he could have cybernetics or like something like that in him that justifies that. But they don't explain that so it does feel cartoony. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, it's just when he runs in, he's like, yeah, I love this. Yeah. It doesn't seem authentic, but I feel like they could definitely fix that in the show. Yeah, I think with more time, they can develop anything like that. And the actor, like, I mean, it's the same actor as for all of the tones. Yeah. But this is a pretty different character. There's not really a character that's quite like this because his voice is still somewhat different which is not something that happens with the clones. Even Heavy, like, he's over the top, like, I want to kill stuff, and there's another guy, Hard Case, who's the same. But, like, they sound like clones. They still have the same exact voice as every other clone. But Wrecker has, like, a sort of different voice. I think it's because he's so much bigger. And I think maybe, like, it took him some time to get into the role and make it sound more real. Yeah, it's possible that he, you know... Uh, it's possible that he was going through the role and then being like, um, you know, how should I make it? And then maybe he's just not he could be the even, right voice for that role. Or maybe be he he's to... supposed to be the cartoony character too. That's that, true. I that mean, there are hundred percent be on purpose. There are a David lot of characters that, that are purposely goofy or, or like, yeah, just purposely over the top. Yeah. Even that, Ahsoka was like that at the beginning. The Ahsoka the that nobody goofy. liked. Yeah. <laughs> Except David Foley, he probably liked it. <laughs> yeah, he probably liked it, yeah. And George Lucas. I know. I can, no matter what, I can always just picture George Lucas like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> You're like, yeah. no matter what it is, like, I feel like... Pretty much anything. 
I feel like I can picture in my head like George Lucas sitting in the first seat and then there's like three, four empty rows because he doesn't want like anyone near him and then like the rest of people like, you know, he's watching Jar Jar Binks. He's like, oh, this is the best part. I love this part. He's like eating everyone his, else is like... He's eating his popcorn up and then everyone else is like, oh my God. And he's like not even hearing them over the voices in his own head. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um, so... So, um, how do we think these characters will be in their own show because right now we had them but we also had rex and ahsoka or ahsoka's not in there but no um, no rex, rex and uh, anakin, anakin and echo, and echo is I, in guess, it. I guess echo might be in the show as well but you know like there were other characters obi-wan and mace windu are still in the episodes a bit like how do you think the bad batch will pull the show together on their own uh, i definitely think that the characters need to like expand and obviously they will like it they're, you're not gonna just They'll be throw. forced to. I feel but like from the times because clones aren't. Mm. They're not allowed to be the way that they were anymore. I feel like there'll be a soft kind of almost like a reboot, where yeah. wherever they are, they will explain where those characters are now because they're not soldiers in the war now. Yeah. One thing I want to talk about before we pass on the Bad Batch and we go on to Master and Apprentice, I would like to talk about Echo and Rex though. They're. Yes. Their arc in the whole thing is just, like, really amazing. And when they find uh, Echo, it's it's awesome. Yeah. And but it's, like, freaky, too, when he's it, hung up in there. I know. And he kind of has, thing. like, he kind of has, like, a Darth Vader look to him. Because he's all yeah. pale. He's got it's one of his arms is kind of taken off. Stuff. Oh, it's, yeah. From it the actually, elbow down, it's gone. <laughs> I, I know this might be, uh, you know, out of bounds for some people. He's got a Borg-looking arm. He absolutely does. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Sorry, I think, guys. He's, I think he has robot legs too. But when you when you watch the episode, you can tell like you get a lot of Rex being like it's Echo. Like once he figures out it's Echo, he, he sees a transmission. He does not stop believing it. Yeah, he doesn't. And and that's when Anakin has to hold him back uh, from getting to a fight and uh, with Crosshair because he yeah he kind of goes a little bit crazy like he's. Everyone's like, okay, guy, it might be Echo, but, like, Anakin says, like, there's a possibility it's not going to be Echo. You need to prepare yourself for that. Yeah. And he's like, no, I know. There is one more thing I want to talk about. I'll try to go over it, like, quick enough. It's what this show could be. Um, there's, in the Star Wars comics, in the main Star Wars comics, there's a group called Scar Squadron. And that group is, like, an elite stormtrooper force made up of a big giant bruiser guy who's like way taller than everyone else. There's like the leader guy who uses a lightsaber and he's kind of like a hunter kind of guy. It seems like there's, I'm pretty sure there's a sniper and there's a techie guy and there's a couple others. So there's more than clone force 99 in the bad batch. And also they are called, um, I believe it's like Imperial task force 99. So mm. they have like the same name. They're made up of potentially at least some of the same people. So I think it's possible that like that that group could be the Bad Batch just about twenty something years later. That's which like, would be an interesting direction for the show. I was gonna say that's really interesting uh, because if it doesn't happen now, then who are they? Then yeah, then <laughs> why are they ninety nine? I don't know. Yeah, that makes it, it could interesting. They they do just they call ninety nine a Bad Batcher. So yeah, they. It could be another group of like bad batchers who called themselves that or something. Yeah, that's true. But I, but I mean, I think this fits together really perfectly. One if they, uh, one if they weren't, and then they faced off. If Does it take like, place in the same timeline? Like, would these guys be around in the same time? 
Yeah, it's um, it's roughly twenty years after the Bad Batch shows up in the Clone Wars, which is forty years for a clone. So they'd be old, but yeah, well, we got old. Like Rex. they could be twenty, so they could be like sixty in that. Yeah, or like something like that, or mm. the equivalent of sixty, which is like believable. And they always wear their helmets. We never see them, and it's comics, so we never hear them either. Yeah, that's and true. People or, don't, yeah, could people be don't their, recognize could be clone their voices, future. or maybe they even. Maybe those clones don't age the same. Maybe they modify them so they don't later. I don't know. Like, it's possible they could be alive then with even just a little bit of a stretch. So I think, like, if they want to stretch just a little bit, they absolutely could. It wouldn't be hard to make it reasonable. That's uh, certainly a reason to read the comics. What what part yeah. of the comics is that for people to It's hunt just down? from the main Star Wars comics. It's just called Star Wars. Um, I don't remember which... Like, when they show up. They show up a couple times, though. You can probably just Google Scar Squadron, and on Wikipedia, it'll show their appearances. Oh, okay. And they're pretty cool. They're, like, they're just, like, antagonist kind of guys. They're against the good guys. They don't have a ton to them, but they're pretty cool as far as that goes. Okay, okay. So we'll finish off with that with the Bad Batch. We'll probably talk a little bit more about it as we get more information, and then maybe we can see if we're right yeah. or wrong about some as, of these things. As more, like, as trailers come out or we hear more news, like, stuff like that. All right, so we're going to talk about Master and Apprentice now. So it's a really good book. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think the writing was really good. It's not always super exciting, but it's... Not in a bad way. I never wanted to put it down. But it keeps I, you going. It's intriguing. It does. It, yeah, it's intriguing. Even it if keeps it's not going. like action, action, action. That's what it is. It's not always action. It's not always... I mean, the last 40 or 50 pages are really hard to stop at. So, I'm just going to highlight three reasons uh, to read this book. I don't want to go over the whole book and spoil it, but I want to... Yeah. There's definitely going to be spoilers. You're going to hear stuff. Not. We won't go into every spoiler, so if you're like... If you feel like after this you want to read it, we yeah. won't have spoiled literally everything. We'll leave some meat on the bone for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just talk about some spoilers still, I just so be warned. You know, actually, yeah. So reasons to read the book. So this should help you want to read it. Yeah, yeah. The first reason, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan's partnership is awesome throughout the whole thing. It's, it's so cool. There's a good arc of just how they feel about each other. The book starts off, they're very kind of like in an uneasy partnership. They're on a mission and Obi-Wan does something that he doubts himself about. And Qui-Gon, like, on, on the other hand, doubts his teaching. It's like the super unawkwardness that they don't know what they're thinking. and Yeah, and, they don't know, quite have the rapport they do in episode one yet. It's true. And they build up to that, which is great. Uh, another thing that happens is Qui-Gon gets invited to the Jedi Council. And Obi-Wan finds out through another message, like through, uh, yeah. through a holovid, that they're both watching. So it's like, you know, yeah, Qui-Gon's pulling awkward. his collar. He's like, oh, I... Uh, Didn't tell you about that. <laughs> I uh, did not mean for you to hear that. And they do a really good job of describing an awkward conversation. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting to read because obviously, you know, six or seven years later or something, by the time of episode one, they do get along fairly well. They disagree, but it's not so much awkward. So you yeah. start to see, you see how their relationships started. And they work together awesomely. Like in the movie, you see like, tandem lightsaber fighting right at the start, you know, like, destroyer droids come up. They're like, okay, yeah. I got this one, you got this one. They don't have to talk. Yeah. And, and everything, like, one runs left, they both run. They both were, like, very in sync. And they work really well until they fight Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> they get separated. Then uh, 
goes bad. <laughs> Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen episode one, you're probably not here. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. And if you're my friend Jeremy, then you've only seen episode one, which he posted on our Facebook. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm um, so sorry. My condolences. <laughs> so their partnership starts to get a little bit better. I feel like they're always kind of attracting back together and wanting to make everything work out. But Qui-Gon kind of like, I, he doesn't really do a good job of making Obi-Wan think that he's valued. And then Obi-Wan yeah. also goes behind Qui-Gon's back to the council. That's later on in the book, but Qui-Gon definitely thinks that like Obi-Wan, he's like, why is he going behind my back? And he gets a little bit, uh, yeah, he gets a little <laughs> bit worried about it, but there's a really great part where he just sort of says like, you know, it's okay. He's like, it's okay. He's like, whatever he's going to do. And yeah, he just kind of lets it go. And then by the end, they're definitely strengthened and they share some laughs together, which is funny. They talk about uh, Yoda not wanting Qui-Gon on the council <laughs> And they have, like, sort of a weird revelation about, well, uh, Qui-Gon says, uh, I know I'm always going against the council, and it's just the way I am. Obi-Wan is like, oh, I was a little bit more rebellious when I was younger. And they share a laugh because <laughs> Qui-Gon, like, says, like, oh, my God. Like, he just comes to this revelation. He's like, Yoda put us together because you were going to rebel against my going against the council. Which means... By going with the council, yeah. <laughs> by by being straight-laced. And as you can see in episode one and throughout Star Wars quite often, Obi-Wan does actually, he sides with the council pretty often, so it works. Yeah, it's funny, he seems <laughs> very... Obi-Wan yeah. always seems very smart, he get, he like puts off a really good... He put Like, he's definitely wise, you, yeah. you definitely get a he's wise thoughtful. aura from him. But that's, that's the first reason to read the book, is Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's interactions are awesome. Yeah, it's really good throughout the whole book. Which leads into my second point, which is, like, it enriches the movies. I, I found that I did watch episode one not, like, pretty much right after reading this book. And it was so interesting just to think about the past that they had. This happens a lot with Star Wars books in general, but this one especially, because you get to see how their relationship developed together. And, like, there's even, like, little, almost, like, East, Easter eggs that are, like, it explains, like, the occasional, like, one little line about this person. And there's even, there's a part in the book too that I, I think is really cool where Obi-Wan um, rides a Vractyl, which is, it's a red one, which is the same one as, it's the same kind of creature as in episode three when he's chasing Grievous. Yeah. So he actually, he, he's done it before and I'm pretty sure he says like he, he, like, he absolutely loved doing it. Yeah, so like he, When you it, go back to the movie, you can see he, he likes again. it. Yeah. You can see that he likes it too, right? And it's the same in Clone Wars as well. He There's a part where he, like, there's a bunch of angry creatures coming at him and he, like, kind of, like, influences them and calms them down and, like, sets them in a trance. And so it's cool because he, you can see it from the get-go of him as a Padawan in this book. He always has, like, a special connection with animals. And that actually stays. Like, it's consistent. Yeah. It's cool yeah. to see that kind of thing. Not only do you learn about how much that he likes animals and his connection there, but you learn why he's terribly bothered about flying. Yeah, which is that really cool. As well, and like they they kind of hint that they're going to talk about it for the whole move, uh, the whole book, because he keeps talking about how he loves flying. Yeah, he keeps going like, <laughs> "Yes, I just love flying." He always he's like, like he's in the cockpit all the time. And he's like <laughs> super excited about ships, and then yeah, you know, he he's not so excited. It's it's pretty it's great and it adds some detail even to just little things and uh, like I mentioned before um, Qui Gon rejecting the council is really yeah. cool 
you know, when you watch episode one, there's a lot of like, oh my god, are we going to go against the council again? Like, yeah, that's what Obi Wan kind Obi-Wan's of Obi Wan's like always that. like, oh my god, like and why? You get to see it's been happening forever. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely still the rogue, or he's definitely still the. Yeah. He doesn't totally conform to everything the Jedi Council wants him to do. He's yeah. a like a more loose Jedi. It's always how I kind of think. Which of is cool because it it gives you the feeling too that like he disobeys the council sometimes, but the re- like he's still respecting, he's still around. So it gives you the feeling that like he pulls things off in a like a round way, and then the council yeah. is probably pretty often like, well, that went well, even though we <laughs> like, I guess you kind got of advised against that. Like you got the thing done in a way we mm-hmm. didn't like, but I guess you got it done. <laughs> but don't do it again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Do it again. Do not do it again. How would Yoda say that? I, it feels like it feels uh, wrong. Both ways. Do it again. <laughs> do it again you shall not. We'll go Anyways, with that. let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, none of these are really. I mean, they're we kind didn't of talk spoilers, about any but story spoilers. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, let's talk about a couple of the characters. I just want to get to like yeah. new new we'll characters are, are good in this book too. Yeah, um, yeah. They're really they, good. We have Rahara and Pax who are jewel they're thieves. They're brand new for this one. They're, like, yeah. They're never seen before. I don't think we see them after. Anyways, uh, they seem like new characters, especially the way yeah. they the way they describe them and go into their backstories. They're definitely, yeah, this they is their new, first appearance. This is their first appearance, yeah. Um, so Pax is a human who was raised uh, on a ship that was abandoned. Um, he, he was raised by protocol droids. Yes, he is definitely, like, without a lot of emotion. Yeah, and, and no subtlety about other people's emotions. I'm pretty sure he, like, he kind of hurts people's feelings often enough, I think, in the book. I don't remember the book super well, but, like, I, I think he's a bit blunt about stuff because he was raised by droids who are kind of yeah. blunt. He's, he's a good character, though. He's not exactly like a protocol droid. Like, he he's very similar to him, and you can see the influence that being raised by protocol droids had, but he's still, like, he acts more more human than a droid does yeah it's an interesting like spin on it because it's not just like he could have been a protocol droid in the book and it wouldn't have changed anything it's yeah like, he needed to be a human raised by protocol droids to be the character he is he ends up being a pretty good character and then he tags along with rahara and she's a pilot and i think she kind of attached herself to him i find pax is very interesting rahara is good but i feel like she's more standard i think yeah not, not, that's not the worst thing, but, like, Pax is a very unique character. He's unique yeah, to Star does, Wars. Yeah. Like, I, I, it would be hard to see a character like this in anything other than Star Wars. Speaking of unique, we'll move on to Rail Avaros. That's what I thought you were going to say. It's de- he's I definitely unique. <laughs> I think a lot of people would love Rail Avaros. I, I, actually, um, this isn't his first appearance, it's his second believe but the other one is in the book dooku jedi lost which is an awesome book and he's count dooku's apprentice or padawan like jedi apprentice Mm -hmm. and he you it's an audiobook so you can hear him talk and he is 100 percent a cowboy which is (laughs) amazing like it's kind of weird at first but like it grows on you and it's a very interesting take on a jedi yeah he's always described as scruffy like he's always described as scruffy i picture him with a cowboy hat 100 percent of the time (laughs) he's got like he's definitely got like a uh yak wool poncho on top (laughs) i picture hat and a duster 
Because yeah. there's a specific character I'm picturing. But yeah, that's well, they don't, he's a scruffy cowboy guy. They don't describe <laughs> him that way, but yeah. You Not exactly, it. yeah. I yeah. picture him like a cowboy because of how he is. Yeah. Not because he's wearing cowboy stuff. So but he's he, he's a great character. He shows up. At the start, they have kind of a scene set up where, like, he's in a bar. Yeah. And he gets he he's picks like, a fight with some big guy over the bartender. Yeah, and it's he, like, sleeps around a little bit, which is weird for a Jedi, but they're allowed to do it. So it's really great. He's definitely a cowboy. It's definitely Wild West. But the funny thing is, as much as he's that character, he's also a a character who raises the princess, though. Yeah, that's not the kind of thing I feel like you often see in cowboy kind of movies. But yeah, like, he helps raise the princess and he's, like, by her side all the time and he feels very close to her and that's, like, it's a really cool dynamic. It totally describes it as... He's taking care of the business because it's for her. It's it's not like he's sent there and his mission is to be regent. He's sent there he, by the He's regent yeah. for eight years he in the book. He didn't just go, yeah. Yeah, he's there and they send him. He has a tragic backstory where he loses a Padawan. Yeah. And he definitely takes uh, fi- Princess Fanry as his like... Surrogate Padawan. Yeah, it, it's kind of like that. Sort of. And he becomes overprotective. So that's how the character, like, even though the character is probably... He's described as he loves battle and he loves being a Jedi. And, you know, he's he's kind of not really a very good Jedi when you think of it. But just to get to the character, the character is really great. You get to see him in a lot of different ways. You get to see him overconfident. You you get to hear about him when he was Dooku's apprentice. And he was like... Well, it's actually after Dooku, after he's, it's when Qui-Gon is Dooku's apprentice and you, he meets yeah. Rail and Rail's like, like, yeah, this Dooku guy's, he's awesome, man. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. But he's a good character and... Um, he's a good heart. Yeah. And Fanry ends up being a great character. She's the so princess of Pajal. Yeah, she's like the princess of that planet and it starts out like, you know, simple enough, but there's there's some plot developments that happen that make it a lot more interesting. You get to see like how she's taking being the princess and how she's handled like living with Rail for 8 years and having him help her out with stuff. And like you get to see there's a lot of we talked about the interesting dynamics between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. There's a lot of that between Fanry and Rail as well. It's not the same stuff, but like, it's very interesting to see how both of them are around each other. Or Yeah, it's interesting. Other. All the characters are kind of in, in pairs in here. And I mean... Yeah, that's true. It's it's another great thing. Like, it's called Master and Apprentice. It's not just Master and Apprentice them. It's you can think of it Obi-Wan. as Master yeah. and Apprentice, Rail and Fanry. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think another thing I just thought of... This kind of ties into the characters and how this enriches the movies and, like, other Star Wars content in general. Um, it's cool to see how uh, Qui-Gon and Rail are, because they're both, like, looser Jedi, like I said. Mm. Qui-Gon, you know, he doesn't always follow the council. He thinks for himself a lot, and Rail is much the same. He does what he wants. And both of them are ra- uh, taught by Count Dooku, which is interesting, because yeah. I feel like he was a strict teacher. I'm pretty sure from the Dooku book, you see him teaching, I think, both Rail and Qui-Gon, and he's strict about it. But then both of them end up being like very thoughtful, intriguing, like wise Jedi. And I don't know, it's it's a cool thing to think about when you think about Dooku's influence then, on other characters. And then Dooku came from Yoda, correct? Yeah, yeah. You get from Yoda down to like, he teaches Dooku. Yeah. Then Dooku turns into the Sith. Like in the Clone Wars, he's like the public Sith. He mm-hmm. Obviously it's Sidious as well, but... 
And then Dooku trains Qui-Gon and Rail, who are both, like, not very Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Dooku didn't, like, instill that in them. So, like, it it's cool to see how the Jedi, like, if you go down with these excellent Jedi masters, you might not even be an excellent Jedi. I, th- I think that's about good for... That's about what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. That's a, a like, yeah. We've read the book. quite a lot. It's a great book. These are just some reasons you should read it. There's a lot more to it than this, too. Like, there is all the stuff we said, but again, we didn't really talk about the plot at all, and it's got a good plot. <laughs> also, there's colon crystals. Yeah, there's there's a thing called colon crystals. <laughs> just read the book to find out what colon crystals are. That That's the <laughs> secret reason. That's the top reason, to find out what colon crystals are. It's, a, it's an adult book. <laughs> We're going to head to the draft. We're going to do the draft just like we did in episode zero. Check out episode zero. And I'm going to post a poll. Actually, a poll will probably already be there. Go to the poll. Vote for who you vote. uh, Who who picked a better team, myself or Thaden. You'll be able to vote uh, after this episode drops on who picked a better Jedi Council. Yes, that's what we're doing today. I went first last week. So I'm going to let you go first this week. All right. Which is good because I actually have a list that should it should hold up even if you pick some of my guys. Yeah. My top one. Number one pick overall. Oh, I'm excited for this one. Uh, it's Tara Sinube. I'm 100% sure you didn't pick him. He's in one episode of The Clone Wars, and he is he's a wise old man Jedi who helps Ahsoka get her lightsaber back after it gets stolen by a little fish guy. And, a little fish guy? Yeah. It's amazing. It's, like, it's one of my favorite episodes of The Clone Wars. He's basically, like, just this old guy. I don't know. He, like, doesn't know how to use technology. Well, it's not that he doesn't know how to use it. He... He, he deals with the crime of Coruscant, and he can actually use the technology fine. He finds the criminal who stole the lightsaber really easy. But also, he, like, types at, like, one letter per minute, which is, like, hilarious. <laughs> and he's, like, I don't know, he's got all sorts of, like, wise little words. I don't know, he says, phrases, he says wise yeah. phrases and stuff like that, like like you could see Yoda saying, too. Yeah. And, like, he's always kind of trying to teach you a lesson. He teaches Ahsoka about being patient throughout the whole episode. It's sort of like the tortoise and the hare. Yeah. No, that's why... It's a weird spin on it, but it's like that. And he's like the tortoise. He goes slowly and methodically, Uh, and he gets where he needs to be. So, yeah, that's that's about all I need to say about I thought you were going to say... Sinube. I thought you were... When you said uh, that he was only in the one episode, I I was thinking about Amagundai. (laughs) Yeah, the Jedi who was named Amagundai because... He died. He was going to die. In the episode? That's yeah. it. He was <laughs> pretty cool, That's his first though. and last appearance. He is actually pretty He's cool. He's pretty cool. Yeah. I am not going to pick Amagundai. What? I'm Why? <laughs> so I am going to pick Qui-Gon just right now. Yeah. Because I feel like he's, he's the most... too. <laughs> yeah, he's on your list. Yeah, absolutely. Take that. Damn. That's why I'm picking him first. So I, I'm yeah, picking Qui-Gon. I didn't Qui-Gon. from you. I know you love Qui-Gon. I will explain this after, so... Okay. I, I, pretty much my team is going to be explained I think, after. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll do that from now. I kind of just wanted to say who Terrace Anube is because most people probably don't know. Who yeah, he when is you at said all. that, <laughs> when you said that, I thought it was a female character. I yeah, thought no, Tara. It's old man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, so my next one, I'm going to go with Ahsoka Tano. And I think we all know who she is, so I don't need to do all that much explaining about her. Okay, now your next pick. I am going to go with Kanan Jarrus. 
I was going to pick him, too. I took him off the list. <laughs> <in the end. laughs> I took him off my list in the end. Your list going totally to be empty to... by the end. <laughs> I feel like you're always going to fit characters I've never heard of. Terrence Anubi. And then I'm going to come back with characters That's that everyone actually knows by very far the weirdest one. I, I did have on my list. I did think about I did think about my list, and I have a surprise at the end, hopefully. So I am going to go with Kanan. I feel like, based on the stuff you see on season three and season four in a in a Jedi Council, he would become an amazing Jedi. Like I feel That's, like, yeah, I think so too. I feel like what he did with nothing, yeah, was amazing. And he always wants to better himself as well. He yeah. he sees himself as a teacher, and he watches himself as a teacher basically, and tries to get better. There's always there's a famous saying I love. And it helps me get through things, and it's like... So it would work this way, paraphrasing. The best Jedi does not think he's the best Jedi. Yeah. And I always use it for, like, the best dad doesn't believe he's the best dad. The best student, you know, no matter what I'm doing... It's not you know, if I'm constantly... Yeah, if I'm constantly thinking, like, how can I better myself? I'm not that good yet. And, and I'm constantly thinking I need to make myself better... Yeah. Then I'm better off for someone that says, like, oh, man, I'm the shit. So that's my pick. Uh, Kane and Jarvis. Okay, so I am going to go with Plo Koon. Plo Koon. I love that guy. He's on my list. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about him more. Good. <laughs> Just give him a little I scratchy. strike back. <laughs> um, yeah, he's great. Uh, I'll talk about him more after. Um, let, let's go to my list here. I am going to go with, can we call her Ray Skywalker or Ray Palpatine? I have her on there too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Ray Skywalker. Your guy's going to. the Jedi one. <laughs> you're, you're, you're killing me. <laughs> your fifth character is going to be like in a panel. Like, oh, that guy, he looks like a starfish. He's cool. Yeah. Jedi Master Starfish, man. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, so Ray Skywalker. With, with Ray, uh. It's honestly just her aura that I think. Like, I don't... Yeah. It's amazing. Like, and I love that... I love Daisy Ridley for the same reason. Like, when I see a picture of her or an interview with her or something else, I'm like... You kind of just like... Yeah. She just, like, seems (laughs) eternally optimistic and Ray the character, too. Other than, you know, she deals with a lot in episode nine. Yeah. That brings her down. But that's, like... I feel much. like the only time that anything brings her down. I feel like it gave so her some good punches, but I don't feel like I don't feel like she ever and and here's the thing, she didn't turn and a lot of characters yeah. did. I feel like she overcame things that other people didn't. Yeah, she's definitely like strong-willed. And she's going to fit with my team good, so. Yeah, she would fit with my team good too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just cross her off. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got one. I actually... Garbage? I, I got lots to pick now. How dare you? <laughs> all right, all right. So, my um, my next pick, I picked Revan. Okay. Only with as far as I know him. I know there's some DLC in the Old Republic involving him, but I don't I don't know exactly what happens with him there, so I'm going with basically Revan from the Revan book, which is like... I think it's Revan at his best anyways. You gotta listen to uh, the, the Renegades podcast. They, they, they talk their, about Revan. Their second episode is all Revan. <gasps> Goodness gracious. Shout out to Star Wars Renegades. 
Um, well, yeah, I'll explain him more. I think everyone knows who Revan is. Yeah, most I think pe- most he's, people. He's such a popular character. I mean, there are going to be people. He's a Legends character, and he's old enough. So there's going to be people, people who know, just but... know the movies. Yeah, and I mean that's where I get most of my knowledge from. So. A- a- everyone who knows about the books and stuff probably knows who Revan is. But anyways, yeah, on you, to the next. You pick. can go with your team. So um, I'm going to now. See, I kind of thought I would lose people, but I think yeah, I picked well, them in the right order. It looks like. Yeah, you stole them from me. Can I just have a sixth guy who can, like, come out and hang out? Isn't... Is it Yaddle? <laughs> it's not Yaddle. Can Although, it be if Yaddle? I pick Yoda, they might hang out, right? I mean, baby Yoda might be their baby. Are you just realizing that? It looks like you're just realizing that. <laughs> that, that thing I just did where my eyeballs popped out? Yes. Like, actually, yeah, my realizing. Yeah, that's why I realized that. That was amazing. <laughs> um... I'm going to pick Chirrut. Don't have him. You don't have him? (laughs) No, I don't. So he's uh, not a Jedi. No, but he's he's a guardian of the wills, and he's in tune with the Force. He's in my temple. Yeah. He doesn't have to be the Jedi, but he's in my temple. Yeah, actually, my next pick is like that, too. There you go. So I'll run with that. It's not necessarily Jedi. It's Force users, probably, who we think... Kind of His state. character is just or people amazing. In tune with the force. He yeah, was like, like by far my favorite character when I exited oh, that he's movie. So good, man. And he's um, excellent. Oh, that brings us to your fifth pick. Yes. There you go. So round five. I got to keep him. Thank God. My fifth pick is the Bendu. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. The Bendu. The one in the middle and. I think, you know, I'll save the talking about him because it's really just a lot of he goes with what I wanted from my council. Okay. So my <laughs> fifth pick is Barris Ophi. Yep. I and would not have picked her. <laughs> I don't, well, I mean, I'm assuming a lot of people I would not have thought of her. familiar with the character would have been like, oh, yeah, perfect for my temple. She did great the last one she was at. Uh, yeah, she did some bad stuff. <laughs> I feel, though, uh, and I'll go, I'll just explain my team. I think I might. Let's review the teams, though. So, yep. my Jedi team, or your Jedi team, we'll go with yours first. I've got Terrace Anube. Yep. We've got Plo Koon, Ahsoka Tano, Revan, no last name, and the Bendu, also no last name. All right, uh, explain your team. Well, I don't like the Jedi Council in general, like in the Clone Wars, because that's where we know them from, really. Yep. Because I think that they're flawed, which is, the, that's kind of the point. Um, they see the darkness as something to be feared. Even if they wouldn't say it's fear, they are afraid of it, for sure. I think that's partly what screwed them over, and they also thought they were, like, high above everyone else. But, um, like, they see themselves as separate. They're very proud of themselves, and, like, not all of them, but some of them are, like, full of themselves, and they think the Jedi are better, even if they wouldn't say it outright. Yeah. They think that their way is the right way, and they're opposed to anything else. How is My, your team going to be a better council then? Well, I picked all people who I thought were somewhere in the middle. So Plo Koon, he's like, he is with the Jedi. He's probably the most clean-cut good guy that I have here. But he's also very wise. He thinks about what he's doing. He's not just like... I don't think he ever really thinks like, the Jedi said this, so I'm going to do this. He goes against what they say sometimes, or like does risky things. He pushes for risky strategies sometimes to save people and do the right thing, which is a very good thing. Um, Tara, um, he's, again, like 
he, he I think he is still a good guy Jedi like Plo Koon, but he's more in the middle. His lightsaber is white. It's the first one we saw, I think, in at least in canon, it's the first one we visually see that's white. And he's like a slow, wise, thoughtful Jedi. He's mm-hmm. not going to be like, you know, like, oh, the Republic wants me to do this. I'll do it. He's definitely not going to do that if he's in charge. He's going to actually talk to them. And if he doesn't agree with something, he's not doing it. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think he would. He's like, he's not going to compromise on what he thinks is good. And I think he has a good view of what is good mm-hmm. and helpful. And it doesn't always have to follow the Jedi order, like the Jedi code. Yeah. Ahsoka, she straight up leaves the Jedi. She chooses to because she sees the problems with the Jedi. So I think she'd be great to help build a new order because she knows what made the first one fall. And she sees the good and the bad. She's She has let white lightsabers. The way she gets them, it's... Not really a spoiler. It's just, like, how she gets them. She, there's, like, she gets a lightsaber with red red crystals in them, and the way you get red crystals is by, like, bleeding a crystal. You basically, like, let the hate flow through you, and it turns red. And then she turns it white by doing basically the same thing, but the other way. But it doesn't turn blue or green again or anything. Oh, I didn't know that. so, like, she, she establishes herself as somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Something I really wanted with this team. Revan is kind of the opposite. I want to hear the Revan, yeah. He's very far on both sides. And he kind of lands somewhere in the middle in the Revan book. He does, I think he does what he wants. He's not doing what he does. He goes out and searches for the Sith Empire. Or searches for what turned him evil in Knights of the Old Republic. And I don't even know if he's part of the Jedi Order at that point, actually. I don't remember for sure. But that kind of, that's important to me. If he's someone who is willing to leave, then... I want that on my team because he saw what was wrong with the Jedi Order back then too. They kept his amnesia from him and kept his past from him. As well, he was far on to both sides. I think that's important so you see both sides of the coin. It's not Mm -hmm. like the Clone Wars Jedi Council who were like, evil, oh, kill it. (laughs) (laughs) Burn it. (laughs) Like, whatever. Yeah. And then, I I think that's good for Revan. But um, the Bendu, again, it's pretty, you know, goes with what my team is. He's the one in the middle. He calls himself that well, and Kanan gets a lot of advice from the Bendu. Yeah, so. he's clearly wise. He's been around a long time, I think. I get the impression he has. He's not going to fight anyone. Like, there's no point. I mean, I guess kind of. But, like, it takes a lot that to get different. Him. It takes yeah. a lot to get him to fight anyone. The council you're describing I mean. that you have, which is a lot the same as what I'm going for, um, that sort of council, I think, could approach the Bendu and be like, hey, we, we have this problem. And... We feel like this about the Force, and yeah, that Bendu would be like, he, yeah, he would be able to keep them on the path. That's another thing, too. He's very powerful in the Force. He would be someone who's very well connected to it, like Yoda. I wanted them to be in the middle, and I wanted them to be open and, like, thoughtful. I didn't want them to just do what the Republic says or mm. anything like that. So I, now, oh. I have the same problem with the Council... I think I like the council a little bit more than you do. Probably. But, <laughs> yes, it sounds like you have about zero respect for those guys. Uh, a little. <laughs> but um, I approach it in a little bit of a different way. Yeah. Um, I do have um, Barris on my team for the same reason as Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, same thing. Obviously, she went in a radical way to show the Jedi their the error that of their ways, wrong. right? Yeah. Um, but if she wasn't 
push to do that. I, don't I think feel like would. in this council, she never would have. Yeah. And uh, just her, like, super gentle way. She's also very tactically smart. Yeah, yeah. But she was very tactically smart in a way of being logical. So I feel like, like, I feel like she would know the way, like, you know, if they had to approach something in a deadly force sort of way. She would know the way, but she wouldn't necessarily say, like, but that, that's what we're going to do. She'd be like, this is the way to defeat them. However, yeah. like, I feel like we should approach them, you know, and try uh, something compromise different, try or, negotiating. Yeah, I feel like she would do that. Yeah. And all of my characters, um, you know, Qui-Gon, Kanan, Ray, and Chirrut, I feel like none of them are violent. Not They're all characters who would approach things in a smart way, and I don't think any of them would be involved with, you know, being the government police that the Republic yeah. ended up no, turning so the Jedi Council into. So I think they would end up being more like, um, they would end up being more like monks, and they would end up being more like a, uh, they would just go about their way, and they would be like a positive influence on everyone. All Anyways. Right, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we would really love for you guys to give us any feedback, any yeah. likes, any shares. Suggestions on new segments to do, new drafts even, like stuff like that. We'd love to hear it. We're really going to try and get uh, a guest on as well. We like we yeah. want a rotating third guest, yeah. and it should be you guys. We like want to it to be to our friends. We want it to be our friends. We want it to be fellow podcasters. Anyone, anyone who can come on and talk I'm passionately, excitedly about something they like. If you, you know, even if someone wants to come on and say, uh, you know, I really like to talk about this movie, this show, this book, uh, email us. Uh, yeah, we have, we have an email now, roguesonspodcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, which is likely where you found this. Is That's where you have the most followers or yeah, people got, on the page we, right now. We have now. like 20 something followers yeah, now. That's exciting. <laughs> it was very quick. It happened quickly. Yeah, and we also, if you're on Twitter, we have an account called, it's at Rogue Sons Pod, because podcast was slightly too many letters. And yeah, we'll just be, we'll be posting polls and, I don't know, like random discussion topics, things like that. Vote for my cancel! Yeah, uh, uh, counterpoint, vote for my council. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we have, though. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. Yeah, um... And stay tuned next week. We'll be talking more Star Wars stuff. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs>